that forced the evacuation of hundreds of passengers and caused the partial suspension of the Chungkwono line. That's all the news from RTHK. RTHK Radio 3 Good morning and welcome to The Week on 3. I'm Christy Lai. Hope you're all having a wonderful start to the morning. I'm not sure if you've noticed, but everywhere I've been to the past few days, you'll see lantern decorations everywhere. Especially in Lee Tung Street in Wan Chai, there's this beautiful red lantern display, and it looks mesmerizing in the evenings. In fact, tomorrow is the Lantern Festival, or Yun Siuzi, and it has been around and celebrated for many, many years. Usually, it's after the Chinese New Year holidays, specifically, the 15th day after a full moon in the lunar calendar. On this joyous day, you get to eat glutinous rice balls or tongyun, as the rice balls connote having a harmonious and complete family. On Thursday's brunch, I talked more about the history of the festival and told Noreen Mir some things you might want to avoid doing on that day to prevent bad luck. Okay, so on Sunday, February 5th is Yun Siuzi which is the first full moon festival. Oh yes, that's right. The 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 spring lantern festival, the Chinese lantern festival. Exactly. Oh cool. So what what uh, and in Chinese it's called Yun Siu. Yes, it's called Yun Siu Zi. So like what you mentioned, it is sort of the end of the spring festival. Uh, but it's kind of ironic because it's actually the start of spring. <laughs> yes, that's yes, right. Indeed. So um it is a very, very traditional festival that um, people in Hong Kong and China also celebrate. So, um, Noreen, do you know what kind of activities do we do on these festivals? In my, in my 25 years on this earth... <laughs> <laughs> um, no, just kidding. Um, we normally um, celebrate by having dumplings or tongyun, those glutinous rice balls. Um, I don't know if it's just my family or is it a thing to, to do because it, it symbolizes sort of harmony and togetherness. Uh, do you also do that with your family? Yes, I do. I do eat tongyun or yeah. glutinous rice balls. There are lots of different kinds. I think we've mentioned this in previous episodes before that uh, Tongyun actually symbolizes harmony, peacefulness, completeness as well because uh, they're round. Yeah, this, it's sort of like a wedding band, eternity yeah. ring. Yeah. Exactly. So round things uh, symbolize like Tongyun. In Chinese, Tongyun means harmonious or completeness. Yeah. So that's why a lot of people will have it during the uh, festival. And uh, like we've mentioned previously, there are a lot of different flavors of Tongyun. The traditional sesame or jima, fa sang, peanuts. And in recent years, there are custard. And also, I think there's matcha or chocolate as well for tongyun. You can't tell this, but I'm actually drooling under my mask. Me, me too. <laughs> me too, actually. <laughs> so um, other than uh, tongyun, we also have something called cai tang mai. Oh, yeah. I've never done that before. But explain what, what cai tang mai is uh, to our listeners. Mm -hmm. So uh, basically, Tai Dangwai is to guess riddles. So in traditional uh, festivals like this, there is we involved lanterns, and uh, um, on the bottom of the lanterns, usually uh, 
there's a string and then attached with it is paper. So there will be uh, different riddles for people to guess. They're really vague and it's very hard to guess. I don't I never get any of the riddles before. It can be describing a person, it can be describing a place, an object. Uh, usually they're written in really poetic kind of form and if you don't speak Chinese, it is very difficult to actually understand what they're trying to describe. But actually, Tai Dong Mai are guessing riddles. It is, um, there's meaning behind it because it's trying to inspire wisdom for actually trying to uh, make people use their brains and think, oh, what they're actually trying to describe. There's also something that uh, has to do with lanterns is that in other parts of uh, China or other parts, basically, they have something called Fong Tin Tang. Oh, okay. Uh, it is actually just lighting lanterns and releasing the lanterns into the sky. So uh, we, I think in Hong Kong, we're not allowed to do that. It's actually illegal because uh, it might cause forest fires and... Uh, especially in country parks as well. So Fong um, Dang is basically like what I mentioned, releasing the lanterns into the sky. So people usually write down their hopes or dreams or wishes. And uh, as they release it into the sky, they hope maybe their dreams will come true and maybe the gods will listen to them. We'll, we'll be, be there to actually, oh, you want this? And they'll maybe grant your wish to you. Okay. And lanterns in Cantonese is Tang Long. Yes, it's At, Tang Long. And then and then it's Dim Tang Long is yes. the is the is the action yes. to theme is to light, light up. Light to light. Okay. Yes, to oh. light up. And uh, actually other than some traditional uh ways of celebrating the festival, there are actually sorts there are things that you can't do during the festival. Do you know any of them? No. I have no I have no idea. Okay, so um, on that day, you actually can't argue. Oh, oh because that day is supposed to be harmony, exactly, promoting harmony yes. and forgiveness and togetherness. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can't argue on that day. Because if you argue, it you will attract bad luck, Ooh. for instance. And another thing is, it's actually quite similar to uh, Chinese New Year, is you can't cut your hair. Okay. And by the way, this is this is um, on the 15th day of the lunar month, mm -hmm. which will uh, uh, incidentally fall on the 5th of February, this Sunday. Yes. Okay. So on that day, <laughs> legend has it, you can't cut your hair, you can't argue. And uh, because there's a reason why you can't cut your hair, because if you cut your hair, you won't be able to earn money or wealth, because... Uh, in Cantonese or Mandarin, tao fat or hair fat has, has a, a very similar so pronunciation as wealth or just prosperity in general. So you can't cut your hair. Also, you can't swear. For people out there who swear like me, do not swear <laughs> because on that because if you do, it will attract a lot of gossip and just uh, bad omens in general. Okay. And uh, also, do not. I'll have to tell my three-year-old now. <laughs> uh, don't borrow money to anyone because uh, you will lose money yourself. And uh, the money that you've earned, your wealth will be gone. Oh. So don't borrow money to anyone. Don't lend any day. money. Don't lend any money to anybody. Yes. On Otherwise, that day. my hard earned hard earned wages here at RTHK. Yes, it'll be gone. Oh no. No, no, we don't want that to happen. Yeah. 
And、uh, lastly, also don't、uh, kill any creatures. Oh, okay. Like um, like mozzies or yeah, like mozzies, any cockroaches, mosquitoes.、Yeah. mosquitoes. Just don't do that.、Okay. Just let them go.、Yes. Let them live their life because you should else, anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if it's trying to like sting you or something,、okay, then yeah. yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, because or else you'll lose wealth, money, and again it'll track bad omens、Ooh. for the entire year.、Okay. So everyone, if you believe it or not, you can try to. Follow these. I thought、uh, you were going to say、tips. a life for a life. That would be like so bad. I would、oh, not、no. kill that mozzie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let it go. Let it go. Yes,、yeah. indeed. Let it go, everyone. That was Noreen Mirandai speaking about the Chinese Lantern Festival on brunch, and happy Yunsuji to everyone. According to the zodiac calendar, it is the year of the rabbit, or the year of the cat, if you're in Vietnam. Some may have decided to adopt a rabbit to celebrate the arrival of spring. Their fluffy tails and sweet demeanor are one of the few reasons why it's so popular. But adopting an animal is a huge responsibility, and owners will have to take care of the animal in all aspects, providing food, shelter, medical care, until the animal reaches the end of their life. Of course, if you're ready to welcome a new friend into your home, our next guest, Bonnie Luke. Who is a volunteer at the Hong Kong Rabbit Society will be telling you more about how to care for your rabbit, and also some tips and tricks you can follow to give your new pet the best life.、Um, it's always、uh, people always like rabbit because they thought that it's like、um, tiny, easy to raise, and、uh, it doesn't cost that much for some of the breeds. Yes, they do.、Um, Are they good pets? We always talk about breeding like rabbits. When you get one, you probably get more. Like like chinchillas and guinea pigs. Are they good pets? <laughs> oh yes, they are. They、um, usually when 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 the rabbits like they get together, like a male and female get together, they, they breed pretty easily, and yeah, and they have a lot. But then it's pretty hard to raise if you have baby、uh, baby rabbits because you need some experience and. Extra care to take care of them. Yeah, they breed like rabbits, but then at the same time they die pretty easily. Sometimes, yes, they are fed raw. Right, Bonnie, you, you just mentioned that more people are buying rabbits. Is it because、uh, of the、um, Lunar New Year, or is it just、um, in general they're just more popular? In general, it is popular. Because,、uh, rabbit is always popular, and but then yeah, year of rabbit is another gimmick for the people for the shops to sell the rabbits as well, and. Also, another popular season is Easter, so they thought like, oh, rabbits, and then they,、uh, some of the parents actually buy rabbits, so the kids as a gift, so as a like life toy or something. So, yeah, they do, especially year of rabbit. Like they got another excuse to buy them. Right, Bonnie. Can I just ask you a very simple question? What is the Hong Kong Rabbit Society? Um, the Hong Kong、uh, Hong Kong Rabbit Society is a Uh, NGO organization. We、uh, we pick up the abandoned rabbits and try to cure them, make sure they are healthy, and arrange adoption for them. So, so how many abandoned rabbits do we have in Hong Kong? Ah,、uh, uh, we got more than hundred.、Uh, in the center, with、uh, under intensive care, it's like a hundred, and then there are some in the in the foster care、uh, foster home as well. So, yeah, I think. More than hundreds, I think. Exact number. I need to check on that. I'm sorry. Okay. Why are people giving them up?、Um, there are a few reasons. First of all, is the medical bills. Like, yes, rabbit is not as expensive as a lot of 
cats and dogs, but then the medical could be as as expensive as they are. And also, some of the people, some of the family leave town, and they don't always bother to arrange the rabbits to go with them. And last but not least, sometimes like they have a passion at the beginning when they want the rabbit. Oh, they're so cute, and then after some time, they have underestimated the care and love and time which they need to take care of the rabbits, so they abandon them. When you say you have some under intensive care, what is mm-hmm. wrong with those rabbits? Uh, some of the rabbits uh, we took in because of the owner, or, or we call them parents, uh, didn't, didn't want, cannot afford the medical bills. So they are sometimes of the, they have issue, health issues, and some of them, uh, they have broken legs, or they are not moving very well. So they, they have to have, like, uh, having met every twice a day and also some of them don't eat very well we have to actually feed them by hand or something so that that that, does take a lot of love and care for them so before you go and buy your child a bunny as a little pet what are some of the things that you have to think about as a parent for example how long is a rabbit going to live um first of uh yeah if you uh when you when you are thinking of adopting a rabbit or kept keeping a rabbit uh, first of all, you have to consider the lifespan. They could be like from 10, they could be living as long as 10 to 14 years. That is a like, like a dog. more than a decade. Yeah, more than a decade commitment. Yeah. <laughs> and also you have to consider how much time you need to take care of, uh, how much time you're going to spend with them. Like a dog, you're going to walk them every day. But then for rabbit, at least not only just cleaning their cages, like really, uh, they also have to like feed them, play with them, spend time with them at the same time. So it's like double the time for me. Right. We all know dogs and cats. I mean, dogs especially. They, you know, they they need to socialize um, mm-hmm. with the owners. Do do rabbits do that? Um, some of the it depends on the characteristic of the rabbit. Some of the rabbits like to hug you and sit on your sit on your lap. Some of them just like to run around you. So you have to be there for them to run around. But then they, they don't like, they, they're like cats, but they want you to be there. Right. As well. So it depends on the characteristic of the rabbit. Most people who keep rabbits, uh, like guinea pigs, etc., they're in a cage, right? It's, uh-huh. it's, is that good for the bunny? Um, it depends on the size of the bunny. Um, but then, at the same time, if they are in the cage, they do need time to be out of them to like, stretch their legs and so on. So it's a bit different from guinea pigs. Like they stay in there and run the wheels. So, but rabbit need to run around as well, so you have to have special so space. Uh, fences, space, uh, like a safe space, so that they are not. They 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 love like anything. They like to chew on anything, especially cables. So <laughs> it would be safer to have like a safe area for them to run around. Yeah, actually, I just want to share the story that a friend of mine, whose son had a rabbit, the rabbit chewed the television cable, and the television <laughs> actually exploded. <laughs> Um, oh, yeah, that happens. <laughs> that happens. So, so um, you said you have more than 100 rabbits abandoned. What do you do with them? Um, ideally, we try to, like, the best case scenario is, like, we check them up to make sure they are healthy. We dissect them, make sure, like, so that they don't have any more babies. And then we try to find their, adopt, uh, find their adopted parents. Like, hopefully, one day, like, after uh, uh, some people were like, oh, I want a rabbit, and then they go through the procedure, and then, yes, and training, and we send them home. Bonnie Luke.
a volunteer at the Hong Kong Rapid Society, was speaking to Jenny Lam and Janice Wong on Backchat. Continuing on our theme about animals, did you know that Hong Kong has its own domestic leopard cats? Not big leopards that can grow as long as 100 centimeters, or the ones you find in safaris, but small cats with spot-like patterns that are quite similar to Bengal cats. Researchers from the Kaduri Farm and Botanic Gardens have found nine cats, including two young ones, near a conservation area next to Lam Cam Road near Taipo and Yunlong. Tian Huan Yang, who is a senior conservative officer at the Kaduri Conservation China Department, used 19 camera traps to study the cats. And on Tuesday, he tell us more about the study. Uh, yeah, you, you mentioned that I work at a uh, the, the, the China conservation team, basically before the pandemic, we, we, we work in, in mainland China to do our conservation work. And, and, but due, in the past two years, due to the pandemic, we start in Hong Kong. So we said, oh, since we cannot go out, why don't we start this on animal just at our home? So, uh, yeah, so we, because we use, uh, scientific research is part of our daily work. In, in, so we say, oh, we can we can do some camera chest study in our Kaduri Farm and Botanic Garden because we are actually a well-preserved forest mm. after decades protection. So yeah, yeah, we say, oh yeah, let's do it. And then so we set up the camera chest survey three years ago, and we also um, because we we uh, leopard care is is the is the uh, top predator of our farm. So we think uh, uh, we uh, we also try to use the the chemistry data, the chemistry photo to to do a specific uh, population density estimate on on the top predator. I think we should just reiterate here: we're talking about leopard cats. I mean, it's mm. yes, not not exactly. <laughs> So okay. I think I think we should pull up then a photo of what one of these is. And one of the photos is kind of um, walking through the dark, because I'm guessing they're mainly nocturnal, and it's showing what looks like just a, a very spotted-looking cat. But you can't guess its size. So tell us a little bit about its size, Jen Juan, and what, what, it, what it does when you say it's a top predator species. Yeah. Actually, a small cat species, I, I would say, just like the size of the domestic cat, uh, like in your home, uh, and they, yeah, as you can see, they have the uh, spot on the body uh, around the body, so we uh, on the body, so we can use the uh, the, bud, the the spot pattern to 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 identify different individuals, and um, because actually. Be, uh, uh, 100 years ago, here in Hong Kong, we have, we ha we also have other uh, top predators like the tiger, leopard, and even the wild dog. But after this animal got extinct, and the leopard cat is the the only cat species that we have in Hong Kong. Can I ask you a question here, Chen Huan? Do people confuse these things with, you know, the domestic Bengal cats? Because there's a similar look. Yeah, they're actually quite. Uh, Similar, similar in in the overall looking, yeah. Mm, yeah but, mm. And so you mentioned camera traps. So we have a photo showing two people out in the bush, and mm. one of them's crouched down. And if you look on this photo, there's two red circles that shows these cats. So these are pretty standard kind of what you'd say is a I'd call in New Zealand a hunting trap, where something goes past 
and it triggers the filming of things so you can see what's in the area. But explain what you're doing with setting up the cameras and is there any special features of the cameras that when you set them up? Uh, yeah, it depends on, you see, we put the camera trap uh, around the, the uh, we don't put it right on a uh, really high uh, level, we put it on around the, the knee high level. Yeah. Uh, because we, our target is the leopard cam. So, so we don't put the camera trap uh, at really high level because we want to uh, capture the, uh, the, the body side, the, the pattern of the, their body size. And, yeah, and also, uh, can you see the? I uh, can you see we put we actually put we set up two opposite facing camera chat at the at this station. That's yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's because we want to cap uh, capture the, the 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 both both flanks of the body. You see. And this, when you're talking about it, is the identifying the animals by the spots. So this yeah, is yeah. quite cool because there's another photo you've shared with us which shows four different images and highlighting the spots. So yeah. uh, this is similar to what they might use for marks on dolphins or things like that. It's that yeah, kind of marks that – but these mm. spots on the cat, do they stay the same throughout its life or do they change a little as they get older? Uh, I, I don't think that – it, it will it will not change just like the uh, like the all the other like our finger uh, yeah. fingerprints it, same thing yeah yeah, yeah it's the same it will never change and yeah uh, it will not be so distinct when the when the when the cat is still young but I would say the spot will uh, will become more distinct uh, will become more uh, distinct when they grow bigger. But still the same. So looking at that picture, guys, that is what you experts are going to look at, that that particular part of the body? Yeah, yeah. Normally, we will look at uh, the, 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 the strap pattern on the, on, on, on the side of the head Got and the, uh, on, on the shoulder and the body for the, for the identification. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you set up all these traps around the Kadori farm, some down low, some up high. What yeah, did yeah. you discover? What 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 what's the data you discovered? How well are these animals doing? Are they there? Yeah, it's quite uh, to my to my surprise. Uh, we we uh, we got quite lots of uh, leopard cat photos. We got our one year study. We set up 19, 19 camera station across the our farm. Our farm is actually quite small, given only one point five km square. It's actually quite a small area, mm. um, and and we got one, over one hundred and ten photos of camera leopard cat, and we can identify nine cats within the photos. <laughs> Jianhuan Yang, a conservation officer at the Kaduri Conservation China Department, was speaking to Phil Whelan and Marin Pierce on the Brew. And finally, to end today's week on three, Steve James will be taking you back in time where we celebrate the birthday of William King, who is a founding member of the legendary American funk and soul band, The Commodores. That's it for today. Hope you had a great time with me here on The Week on Three. I'm Christy Lai. This program is for mature audiences only.
The Steve James Afternoon Drive. Please have your fake ID ready. Oh, the factory may be roaring with the boom-a-lacka, zoom-a-lacka But there isn't any roar when the clock strikes four. Everything stops but me. You remember Cleopatra? She had a date to meet Mark Antony at three. But he came an hour late. She said you'll have to wait, cause everything stops for tea. Tea break this afternoon, celebrating the birthday, born 1949, of William King. One of the mighty trumpet players with the Commodores.